All right, everybody. Hey, it's Mario with uh, Motorcycle Knuckle Busters. We're back with you, uh, another episode, and I uh, got a great guest today. Really looking forward to this one. Um, this, I think, is going to be kind of unique because we've got somebody who is uh, special to the industry, who has really been a voice for this industry for many, many years, and I believe 25 years now. And so we thought we'd have a little fun and turn the tables on this person and Let's, we're going to interview them and we're going to find out a little bit more about them, um, kind of what makes them tick and uh, why they love doing what they do. So with no further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Gina Woods. Hey, hi there, Mario. How are you, man? I'm great. It is so good to see you. It's so great to see you and to be interviewed by you. Wow, I took a year last year to interview you, and now you're interviewing me. <laughs> I, I love it. I just love turning the tables and stuff like that. I love and I'm just turning uh, the tables too. Isn't that fun? So you know, let's tell people, you know, kind of, uh, you know, why we, you know, we talked about this, and uh, you know, you're you're celebrating how many years now of Open Roads Radio. Wow, 25 years of Open Road Radio Incorporated. Um, yeah, you know, we were just going to start it to talk about motorcycles in a garage-like uh, uh, studio and with friends and never thought it would go this far, <laughs> this long. But, you know, I never got tired of talking and, uh, you know, I never shut up. <laughs> so No, and everybody that knows you, including me, knows that that's the, that's the truth. But you know what? the thing is at least when you're talking it's 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 interesting it's about our industry wow. it's about motorcycles it's about two wheels you know and you've covered every subject i mean you'll talk to people about builds races events riding charities all these different things and i love the fact that you've been a voice for this for 25 years a quarter of a century and and i just want to yes. tell you congratulations we're proud of you and i'm I'm really proud to be, you know, just one of the people that uh, uh, I know I consider you a friend and I and I hope you can look at me the same way because I, I consider it an absolute honor. Oh, my God. Well, after last year, a little bit the year before, um, we just really hit it off. I was so glad that you lived so close. And I was like, oh, my God, we got a ride. It's like, I don't even know this guy. But, you know, he lives right down the road, like up in Wisconsin. And let's just see if he wants to go for a ride. And I think I asked you a couple of times. And a couple of times we were trying to get together and didn't. And then we really got closer last year. And then uh, and then you moved. <laughs> well, and actually a little bit closer. So we're, we're all good. Yeah. So, you know, what? So we'll either be jumping, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go do some riding. I'll either jump on one of the bar hoppers or, uh, you know, I'll jump on one of the cruisers or something like that. Absolutely. We'll no matter what we jump on, we'll have a great time. Absolutely. Sure. We know a lot of people in these areas and there's a lot of, a lot of places to go and visit for us. Yeah. And exciting because, you know, we're, we're starting to get on the other side of uh, winter, you know, we're coming in the spring. I know, uh, I know you're gearing up, I'm gearing up, you know, I'm uh, I'm ready to ride. I mean, there's been some days we've been able to take some short uh, short runs. It's been warm enough. Uh, not a big fan of coming out before the salt's really cleared all off the roads and stuff because I just you know I get concerned about it on the wiring and everything else. But you, know, you just got to get out there, right? I know. I'm telling you, at the end of February, March is really when you start getting itchy, right? You start Absolutely. getting itchy. I can really start feeling it this time of the year, and it's just. Uh, you know, we got a couple of 45 degree days and to us, that's just like heat wave, let's go ride. You know, yes, it that's, is. That's what we do, seriously. So yes. I mean that's how it is up here. <laughs> so Gina, I kind of want to just you know talk about you and your career. And uh I want to start out, you know. So um I'm gonna pop up this picture here and I you know, tell me where you're at here. Oh my gosh, are you gonna surprise me all through this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was actually taken last year. That was downtown Chicago. That was at the that was at the um that was at the planetarium. So the planetarium right. looks right out to the lake and you can see across Chicago. That was really cool. We did a photo shoot with a company that I used to work with. So that was, that was actually really cool. That was, that's one of my favorites. That was on my, um, uh, like that's on my street light. That's on my O three. And okay. uh, I got a couple other in the, in the stalls, but, uh, 
yeah, she is just, she rides like a raped ape. That, that bike has never disappointed me. I have run out to Sturgis on a whim. Um, I've run out to Sturgis for a wedding in July that I left. I found out two days before and I said, yeah, hell yeah, I come. And it was with some of my antique, uh, um, um, motorcycle friends and I ran out there on that one because sure. I knew I had to get there fast and I and I didn't take the uh I, I think the other one was probably being rebuilt. Um but yeah so I ran out there and then she, she's just been she's been amazing too. Well, I picked her up a couple years ago. I got her at a great price. It's something I didn't even really expect to you know it's just when you see it and you just go bam this is a bike for me. I'm gonna pick this one up and she runs like a rape tape. I can't. I couldn't be more happier with her. I love it. And the reason I the reason I wanted to show Chicago in the background, you know, so we, you know, um, for those of you who don't know, Gina does hail from Chicago, and you were, uh, you, you're from Chicago, correct? Yeah. So I've done the radio show at several different stations around Chicago, uh, WCKG downtown, The Bear, um, Will Rock. One that you'll probably be more familiar with. Yep, uh, I've done some things with Will Rock through the years for sure. Yeah, so. Absolutely. They've got a great format. Um, so yeah, what a what a great town. And especially to do something like that. We so I think I left my house about four thirty in the morning and got down there just as the sun was coming up. And that happened to be one of the one of the times where it was uh it was coming up and it was just the perfect the perfect setting. That's awesome. So, so being, you know, being raised in Chicago, I mean, um, you, know, you know, we all call it the windy city. We all, you know, we know that the weather isn't always the best and everything else. So what brought you to motorcycles? Now you went to, um, you went to journalism school at Columbia. I did. Well, I went to the university of Texas and then I went to, I finished up in Columbia and it was very hands-on and I started, I worked at B90 or I interned at B96, WXRT, and um, I got my first job at US 99. And then um, I, I hung out there for about four years and I learned so much. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I loved US 99. That was a great, great place to, to start my career. And then I went over to a station and they had me be a uh, interim um, general manager um, and the, uh, the, the, the manager coming in from New York, he had asked me, um, I said, you know, I got this great idea and, uh, I, I want to start a radio show. I spoke with another gal that was doing it out of, uh, NIU and, uh, she was doing kind of something similar, um, thinking about doing a show. So we did a year's worth of research on, would you listen to AM or FM? Would you listen to AM or PM? Uh, what would you want to hear about motorcycles? We did about a year's worth of research. And he said, you know, look, I got an opening in two weeks. And it happened to be on January 2nd, which is my birthday. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you don't say no when you have that opportunity. And, um, that was in 1997. I've never looked back. <laughs> so let me ask you something. I'm where where did the where did the love of motorcycles come from? Oh wow! When I was about um, four, ten, no, not even about ten years old, my my uncle Mike. I lived in Wheaton, Illinois, and my uh, uh, West Chicago. My uncle Mike came and picked up my mom and. Um, they went riding, and that sound of that bike, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, and so I asked if I could go, and my mom said, no, not until you're a teenager. And then he came and picked me up like a year later and let me go riding with him. And, that, <laughs> and then in the early 70s, I mean, that's when bikes were bikes. That's when guys were chopping them. You know, that's when, you know, there was um, – you know, that, that was a beautiful time in the world of bikes. You know, that he had from, an early sports. He had an Ironhead Sportster. Yep. Had two of them up until, uh, up until just a several years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, he put so much into those bikes. They were, uh, you would never get the money out of them that he put in. They were old Ironhead Sportsters. They were, um, oh, what were the first ones called? Eight. When, uh, when they got bought out and uh, Harley bought them back, 
18. Oh, when they, from AMF. AMF. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, um, yeah. And, and ever since then, I was just hooked. Uh, went to college in Austin, Texas and went out with a guy named Dirt and his motorcycle got, his motorcycle got to our location a half an hour before we did. He had such a long front end on that thing. <laughs> and, and we would be on a stop sign and parents and kids would roll their windows up. I mean, when I say his name was Dirt, that's what he looked like. And I probably didn't look any better. Yeah, me, the college girl, and I was the groupie girl. Um, oh, my God. It's just too funny. That that was, you know, just back in the day when bikers were still the taboo, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So then, so as far as the journalism, so when did that come into play? When did you know that that was going to be, you know, also a path for you? You know, uh, I I always wanted to be, I was in uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, but I was little. I was in grade school, very small, and um, I got to be the witch, and I wanted to be an actress. And if I couldn't be an actress, then I wanted to be on the radio. So I kind of started out at both, and then I really started to love radio. I really started to love radio, and I didn't know if I wanted to sing on radio, if I wanted to talk on radio. But I was always a news junkie. I mean, I just love to watch the news. Um, I love to watch NASCAR because I like to see the sponsors. I like just to watch and 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 see what's happening. I always want to know what's happening and, and be on the top of it. So um, and then motorcycles was love. So I started in radio and a girl that I knew um, or a friend of mine, actually, Santo, he said, you know, there's another gal doing, uh, going to NIO um, that's doing this uh, motorcycle show she wants to start. I'm like, oh, yeah? I'm like, wow. So if I put my passion and my career together, maybe something could come of it. It could work. And wow, it did. I, that's how we got into meeting each other and talking. And her name was Chris Tiger Lady. Uh, and a lot of people know her. She did some early, she was a journalist, um, motorcycle journalist, um, with, uh, Lee Parks, uh, back with the motorcycle consumer news. And yep. she did some, um, she did some funky calendars of guys on motorcycles and they were like in different costumes and stuff. So she was a trip. And, uh, we started the, we started the, the uh, show together. That's that's incredible. So I want to pull up this other picture. Tell me about this one here. Oh my gosh! So ninety four point three motorcycle talk radio. So uh, that was the bear in Arlington Heights. Okay, and that's uh, that is Denise. They were from um, High Heels and Stilettos. I think was their name. Anyways, I still talked about them on Facebook. Then there's Biker Bob, and then me in the middle, and then uh, to the left of me is Jim Viverito, major um, fun um, abate. He was the president of abate of Chicago for a while, and then he was with AMA in Ohio. Okay. Um, and then that's Ginny. She was one of the uh, heels and stilettos and heels something like that it was a women and they put out a magazine and they uh, came and did some events in chicago they stayed at the house here um yeah that was really fun that was the bear thursday nights eight to nine wow no i love that no You're i just back. <laughs> well good i'm glad that's what we wanted to do so we wanted to kind of take everybody else back a little and give them a little bit of insight oh so. my gosh that's awesome. so you know i you know i you know for me i i see you at i see you at rallies i see you at fundraising events um i see you at rides um i see you you know um at the big shows you know um you know in chicago stuff like that you know you're kind of uh, you're kind of Johnny on the spot, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know for how long, but um, definitely not another twenty five years. But yeah, and you know, um, yeah, we're getting ready to hit uh, hit down to Daytona. Um, yeah, you know, it's a passion. I I love what I do. I like to I like to get the news. I like to yep. get the information. Um, the Moto family that I've 
I've come to love and be able to have the uh, opportunity to be with. Yet these events like you and that awesome event that we had in Vegas recently, um, that's just, that's, God, I just cherish those times. That was just a fabulous time. And thank you for having me. Oh, that was a good time. I really enjoyed that. So I want to pull up another picture. So we got a picture of you here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was very early radio days. That was in 97. So that's when yeah. I started the radio show. So what? So besides motorcycles, what other what other kind of things, formats did you work uh, in radio in the early days? So, um, well, I did B96, which was um, the alternative, uh, not alternative back then. That was, uh, what was that? Um, uh, that was. Well, 92 one's been it for a long time, but. Yeah. B96 is, is kids, you know, teenager, gotcha. early college stuff. Um, and then, um, and then US 99, country and Western. So I okay. had this country and Western, and then I went to 103.1, which ended up being Kiss FM. Right. And it's where I started the radio show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it started out in a basement in Skokie, Illinois. That's where the radio, I, there was it upstairs, and down they had the downstairs studios. Yeah, I've been in good, some great studios. <laughs> so, you know, so you've, I mean, You've done things like Laconia. You've gone to obviously Sturgis, Daytona. You've been to so many events through the years. Is there a particular event that that you yourself um, find most enjoyable, or is it just a collective? I mean, you yeah, know, some people have their preferences. I probably have to say it's collective. You know, when you have so many great friends with Charlie St. Clair from Laconia, who I just adore. I had such a great time with him. He's done my show um, many times, and then he did his own radio political show for a while. So he's a trip when he comes on. He's a fun interview. Um, and then you've got, that's for Laconia, and then you've got um, all the people in Sturgis that I've done live broadcasts with at Broken Spoke, the, yep. the original Broken Spoke with Jay Allen. Um, oh, my God. And then Daytona. Back in the day with Billy Lane and um, and his first uh, Darcy Betlock, yeah, they first did uh, their stuff at Ross Myers when none of that pavilion stuff was even their stuff. So yeah, I mean, I just no, I, I could never say which is a favorite. I think just being around the people that you love and and your passion um, is probably my favorite. So. I I was was wondering, twenty five years of doing this. I mean, have you ever given thought how many people you've actually spoken to? <laughs> no. no, do you know when I started? Uh, I have cassette players that we would record it on, and then I have MP three, those little ones, and then I have CDs. Oh, I think I first ones were eight tracks. I think I have eight tracks. When no I way! I oh my god. god. And all of these boxes are up in my attic. <laughs> and one of these days, God forbid, I, I would just love to, God, I would love to uh, just put them all together and just, you know, have like one series. I know that a girlfriend of mine, Sharon Mann, has asked me if I could find her uncle, David Mann, when I interviewed yep. him. Oh, my God, that was a trip because it was just like, oh. It was like interviewing Cheech and John. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. It's I mean, so much one fun. Of these days, I would love to have that opportunity. If I could find a really easy way to to download all of these and sure. um, put them in some type of a, I mean, literally, I've got eight tracks and I've got, I've got, um, I probably got some reel to reel because when I was at, radio stations early on i did a community service program and uh, i mean a community affairs program and uh, it was all reel to reel back then you know i would i would tape on reel to reel i would edit out every um and everything so it was like a half an hour show that i would edit for like three hours <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about the guests through the years 
I mean, oh, obviously you've had a lot of guests. You've had a lot of, uh, you know, we, we're both in this industry. We know how many characters there are. Um, you know, I think we could probably, you know, people probably consider us characters of our own, but you know, um, <laughs> tell me some of the people that have stood out to you through these years. Well, certainly David Nat and yes. um, Evil Knievel, Robbie Knievel, um, Lorenzo Lamas, uh, Branscombe. Um, oh my gosh, some of the women. Um, oh, the gal that's a country singer, she rides uh, with the big red hair. <laughs> Reba? Uh, no, not Reba. Um, she, her and her mom were singers. Oh, were, yes. The Judds, um, right? The Judds. Yes. Um, gosh, there's so many. I've forgotten their names. How silly. Uh, Bill Willington, Jay Leno. Um, so how was Leno? Leno was a trip. I have to send you my demo. He's still on my demo. And I used that demo to get into so many radio stations with my show, uh, it always worked. Wait till you hear it. I'm going to send it to you tonight. Okay. Uh, I'd love to see it, that. So. It's like a three-minute demo. It's real. It's only audio, but it's great. It, it's okay. really funny. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the that's the most important thing. It's just you know, yeah, uh, the communications, you know, you know, his reaction and everything else. So just um, amazing. And then all of the all of the charities, you know, Sarah Liberty, the veterans. Um, wow. You know, and a, a, with a lot of the show came a lot of the events, obviously. Sure. And um, we built uh, six all-women bike builds for uh, the XX Chrome charity. You know, yeah. I had Laura Clock and uh, Jody and Sarah and um, uh, Kim Jordan as my bike builders. Um, you know, they've all gone on to do amazing things in uh, motorcycling. And we built bikes and we raffled them off for charities. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to bring up, you know, the fact that, you know, you and, and the ladies have band together, you know, for a number of years and we're building charity bikes. And, you know, this was done in a time when that just wasn't as evident. And I, and I think really you and those ladies were trailblazers because look how many women are out there now building bikes. Yeah. So they, they, you, you inspired. And I, <laughs> and I told people, you know, one of the greatest things you can do is you can inspire others to do great things. Okay. And it doesn't, even the smallest things, when it's something that's outside of your comfort zone or redefining boundaries. Okay. That's a great thing. And, and my goodness, you've done that. I mean, Gina, we're on here right now because in many ways you've inspired me. And so I, I think uh -huh. the inspiration of what you have, have done to this industry goes far beyond the interviews. Um, it's far beyond the conversations and with with various celebrities and whatnot. But it's it's the body of work that you've brought. And so tell me, you know, the builds. I, I know you're now you're building one now, aren't you? And you've been working on it for a little while. Yeah. So um so we had people like Athena Ransom, and I think she's going on this. Um, she's going on the um, uh, Route 66 ride that yep. Karen's putting together, and we just got Harley Davidson to sponsor that. Um, Gypsy is going to be on that as well as the mechanics. Joanne Bortles was involved back in the day. And, you know, I feel like I got ripped off because now when – Chicks are building bikes. You know, there's all kinds of fanfare. And it's like, we didn't have Facebook and we didn't have, I don't even know if we had cell phones back. We probably, maybe we're just getting cell phones. But, you know, there was just so much stuff that we didn't, um, you know, it was all radio. I mean, like real radio. And that's how you advertised um, what you were doing and or had a magazine. You know, Dave from Easy Rider did a, a, a um, early uh, spread on us, which was awesome. I've been meaning to call him and see if he wants to do a 25 year one. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, those were those were really great times. You know, we just were going to put some girls up there and try to take it to um, Napfa, you know, and, and try to get a um, some kind of discovery uh, uh, channel uh, and maybe a segment out of it or promo and um 
you know, we just thought we'd throw some women on stage and do it at a rally and entertain people. And, oh, my God, the response we got, I wasn't expecting. People were like, people were crying. They were like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. This is so inspiring. And I'm like, oh. I was like, wow, didn't expect that. And, um, you know, people were coming up to us and guys and women and kids and taking pictures with us. And I was like, wow. I did not see that coming. You know, we were doing it for entertainment and I wanted to raffle the bike off and, you know, give it to, you know, some charity. And um, it, it really opened my eyes. So we did another six after that. We raised $23,000, the last one we did for the Her Project, Honor and Courage, Recognize Women in the Military. So I think I that might have got a little fanfare because I think we were in the social mediums at the time so <laughs> right yeah oh, so it's so, so you've seen a lot of changes so to so let's talk about the changes i mean oh so you know here we are we're talking today you know and as we're talking this is going to go out on facebook and this is going to go out on a bunch of different uh <laughs> platforms and everything else what do you think's been the most significant change that you've oh seen God. that's that's changed landscape of uh what you do so going into a studio, obviously I'm in uh, my office. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be mandatory if we were doing an interview to be in a studio. That's the only way you would do it. And it would only be by phone. All of your um, your guests would be by phone or in the studio. Um, you would talk to callers only. It was always call 1-800-OPEN-ROAD, you know, now. And now it's, you know, you're watching all the comments on the side. Um, Boy, what a lot of changes. You um, you can just give your sponsors so much more these days. You can um, give the give the charity so much more. You can advertise it more. You can raise more money for the charity. Um, yeah, it's great. I, we would send flyers all over. I have these open road radio cards, and we would have, for each event, we would have them printed uh, it, it especially for that event. And we would take them everywhere for six months, you know, and we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you know? no. uh, so yeah, true. all the legwork is, is taken off uh, these days. So yeah, talk about a lot of changes. Really yeah, a that, lot. I mean, swearing, you got to watch everything. FCC, oh, this, yes, we do. You know, so. Bob Seeger and, Indian Larry, oh my God, I almost got kicked off radio <laughs> when I was interviewing them on radio. And Chris Kelly will tell you. <laughs> so that's uh, phenomenal. So, yeah, it's really changed a lot. So, I want to pop up another picture here for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so, I love, I love this picture, love the lighting, everything else. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Like the bike. Yeah. I love the bike. So, what, why don't you tell us about the bike? So that is actually a guy's bike that I was dating, and uh, he had the one, and I had, uh, I think that's a 53, I think that's a 53, I really have to see it closer. So we were going to the movies, <laughs> and we were right in front of the movie theater, and I was parking this bike, and he was parking the other bike, and he said, hey. Let me get a picture of that. So we were at this very old school, one of my favorite movie theaters in Elmhurst, Illinois, very classic. The a piano would come up in the middle of the stage and it no was playing. And that was the beginning of your movie. And then it would go into the movie and the piano would go down, back down into the into the ground. Uh, it was just really cool. So riding old bikes to that, that was just a phenomenal day. I just had a great time that day and just ended I up love going it. to a movie at the end of the day on old bikes. <laughs> so now I, I got to ask, that's, is that theater still there? It is still there. The, the, and the piano still comes the up out of it? The is gone. Oh. They took it out about uh, eight or nine years ago. It was my favorite, but it's still one of my favorite theaters. I, I was going to say, let's jump on the bikes and go. Let's yeah. see. Uh, let's go see it. I don't care what movie it is. I want to see the piano coming up out of the ground. <laughs> you know, That's too cool. Very so. classic. And it was just fitting to take a picture of, of the classic bikes in front of that. Um, I've actually got a couple of different, um, I've got one in color that you can actually see the movie theater behind that, that, that scene. 
That's phenomenal. I love yeah. that. That's such a great story. And I just, <laughs> I, I love tidbits of information like that. So now the next picture I, I want to pull up, I think. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so who, so who are these little ones here? So that is my granddaughter, Ava and Leah, granddaughters, Ava and okay. Leah. And that lake is at the end of my block. Um, right. I live on a dead end and I've got three lakes back there. I live in this uh, subdivision and it's uh, it's off Roots, Route 83, but it's back. And like we've got three lakes and it's all forest preserve. So it's kind of really fun. <laughs> so now how many grandchildren? It's just the two or do this you have more? Two. Those okay. two. And so there they are probably one and three, one and two. Okay. And now they are 10 and 8. Ten <laughs> so and it's eight. a little dated. <laughs> okay. So did is there any food in the basket? Um, yes. I'm sure there was snacks. So we were on a photo shoot that day. And uh, my daughter always did photo shoots with the girls. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we had some snacks in there. <laughs> so now Whenever you have kids, you got to have snacks. So I got to ask you this because I've got grandkids too. And how – what is your perception of having a motorcycle riding grandma? <laughs> Ava loves it. Um, but I don't think she's, I think she's more like her mother. She's not, uh, I don't know if she's going to be the motorcycle girl, but Leah, the young one is always on my bikes in the garage. And she's going to be like her uncle Jake, who's actually going to be racing in Daytona. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's, and that's fantastic because I got another picture here. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Yep, there it is. That's that flatty. Yeah. So now, so tell me about your son. Didn't he just do the uh, cross country chase? He did. He did that yeah. with his father. And uh, Jake was, I have to send you this one pictures. He's actually in one, you know, one of those, um, what do they call those when you hang them? And it's like a jumpy thing, but you hang them from like the ceiling or the doorway. And right. the kid just is in a harness. A little bungee thing, yeah. Yeah. So we've got a picture of Jake in a harness in the garage between a V-twin. And it's right in the middle of it. It's hilarious. But uh, I, Didn't so you talk heard. about that on one of your shows one time when you guys oh. were talking about the cross-country chase when he was going out there on, on Jason Sims' uh, cross-country chase? I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And he uh, he was raised in the garage. <laughs> So, t so, so everybody knows, I mean, he's going to be in Daytona. Tell, tell everybody about the race that he's going to be in. For he's those going to be of, in the Sons of Speed. So. Sons of Speed. So Billy Lane, Sons of Speed. Yeah, he went, uh, He last year was his first year to race. And he'd only been on a track in August before that. And that was his first time ever. Um, but he, um, at 17, he um, built a panhead, his own panhead with his father and um, we're they his father lives a couple blocks away, uh, but we're very off close. We're, we're just an extended family. Um, we're all close, we're on the same uh race team now, and um, we'll all be traveling down together. But um, yeah, he was born into it. He's he kind of wrote this bio, which really warmed my heart and his father's to get into the chase. And uh, he said, well, I was kind of born into it. Couldn't help it with a mother who's been in motorcycling for 20, 20 something years and a dad who, you know, practically lives in the garage. So, uh, right. yeah, he had some really great things to say about growing up motorcycling. <laughs> well, and that's, and I think, I think that's a testament to the kind of person you are and, and, and your ex-husband, because, you know, you, you raise them in a collective, you know, and that's not always easy. You don't always hear people uh, succeeding with that, you know, and, and the fact that you have, uh, I know you've had them both on, um, your, you know, your show and everything else. And yeah. that's just a great thing to, to see. And I think that's, I think a lot of people can learn from that example that you set. And, oh, uh, and now it's you see the really product. And, it's a good way. It's a great way for all of us to live. It really is. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's the best way. We, we Absolutely. all, enjoy each other's company and I'm we're just so ecstatic to watch Jake carry on what you know we haven't done. You know, he's finding different paths to take in in racing. Um I raced in Bonneville years ago. I had um I had a present sent well I had a I had a box sent to me and um 
I was told by Santa Claus, Tom Anderson, up in, I think he's in Superior, Wisconsin. He said, now don't open that up until you interview me on your radio show. I said, okay, well, I'm going to interview you this week. And that was when it was only real radio. And so I took the box to the studio and I opened it up and I went, oh my God, you've got, um, you got the Buell brothers, uh, sisters, you got a hat and a t-shirt and these are great. Is this a giveaway? And he said, no, that's for you. You're going to come out to Bonneville and race. I went, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, that is, an, that's what an incredible surprise. Oh my goodness. It was I love so it. Neat. And if you know, Tom Anderson, he is just a character and a half. He would take about 20 cases of old style out to the salt flats. And, you know, everybody has got a, got a tent out there and, everybody's helping everybody else with their bikes. You know, it's just like the Sons of Speed or any other type of uh, racing. It's all collective and people are, are just brothers and sisters and helping each other. And I raced and I got a record. Did you really? I didn't know that. Yes. So tell us about that record. So my record was that I was the very last person to race on Saturday. That's my record and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I uh no, I went um I went 128. I got my slip. In fact, I know it's here somewhere, it's framed. Um, I got my slip was 128 on a Buell um that was really hopped up. And the clocks were racing on the same bike. I think they were going a little bit faster than me. But for my first time getting out there, and it's so funny because on this highway out here, like I'll take my pan head out there and do 110. And it's like 128. That's like nothing. But when you're on the swamp flats, it's really something, you know? Sure. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was was one of those things that I said, oh my God, I'm hooked. And I went out there the year after, and I went out there the year after, and I got to meet Aaron Sills and just the whole racing family out there. Um, Dennis uh, um, from Bub Racing, just great, great people. You know, it's, it's all these different groups of motorcycle people that enjoy, you know, that sector of it, that segment of it. It's just amazing. And I want to be a part of all of it. <laughs> you can't <laughs> You run out of money or time first. Right. So, you know, you touched on something that I want to, I kind of want to uh, bring up a little, you know, you, you touched on everybody going out to Bonneville, everybody, you know, bands together. Um, they share the resources, they share their stories, they share their times, you know, and, you know, that's, that pretty much encapsulates though, the motorcycle community. I mean, um, I think you've come by, you know, at Sturgis when, when I'm usually doing some things, I mean, um, or, you know, I've gone to other events people are doing, you know, and it's, everybody's always, you know, everybody's welcoming, everybody's, you know, genuine, everybody, you know, it's, it's about community and it's, it's, it's literally like family coming together. Um, has, it really you know, was. I mean, look how special that was when you had the show there and people were there either to help, help announce or help move bikes or, or help get something or help give away something or help announce something. And then afterwards we were all having a barbecue. I mean, how right. fucking cool is that? <laughs> That's a lot of fun. So, yeah. so I'm going to bring up, we're going to bring up uh, another picture here. So uh, we did this pretty <laughs> recently, didn't we? Favorite party, favorite party. So now um, obviously the two of us are in this picture, but uh, why don't you tell everybody else who, who else we got in this picture? Oh my God. So just some of the favorite people, Joe Parham in the back of me. On, the, on your side, on your right side. Okay, and, and so uh, for people maybe don't know who Jill is? So Jill is with uh, um, the National Motorcycle um, Museum in Anamosa, Iowa, and, of course, the Enterprise of J&V Cycles. Right. And um, I have uh, – I've got a quick little story for you. So when John Parnham did the, uh, did the cycle show in Chicago – do you remember that 20 years ago? Yeah. And that was the JNP Super Cycle, Super Cycle Show, it was called. And um, 
I always wanted to get in there. I think I did a live broadcast for him <laughs> in the early days. I traded him a a a, um, a pair of um, forty nine gas tanks for a live broadcast, which was probably like $1,500 or $900 back then. You know, this is 25 years ago. And I was just, I just wanted parts. That's all I wanted was parts. And right. uh, I did so many of those shows with John and um, he was very dear to me. And he was always such an amazing, very soft-spoken uh, trendsetter in our in our industry. Just an amazing guy. And Jill really carries that out. I mean, to this she day, she sure does. She really does. She's a trendsetter. She is. She is icon in the industry. Uh, she's just a really neat friend. She's a lot of fun. <laughs> she's always kind and supportive to everybody around her, and and I love the fact that she, you know, she's she's taken upon herself uh, through you know with other people, but you know her primarily spearheading, you know. Um, encouraging young writers um, and people around the country, you know, and I just think she does wonderful, you know, wonderful work. So So who else do we have in this picture? And just preserving motorcycles that she does at the museum. She just does an amazing job. So then we have you, and then we have one of my other faves, uh, M4, uh, that's Marilyn. She's the uh, motorcycle media maven Marilyn (laughs) is what I call her. So I call her M4. Then we have Jack, who's, who's she's just lovely. I, I talk to her all the time. And then we have Jack McIntyre, who's, who's amazing, um, world-renowned motorcycle photographer. And then I am not sure who that guy is in the back. And don't tell him I said that. So, well, you got Horny Mike there from uh, Counting Cars. Counts that's customs. I, that's, I knew that. Of course, I did. I, I just forget his his name. I know his face. <laughs> In fact, I think um, counting cars. We're going to have somebody at uh, the ride and bike show, the women's ride and bike show. But I think it's, um, I think it's customs. Um, well, counts customs is um, is the uh, is the name of the shop. Yeah. What is it? Counts customs. Yep, yep, that's it. Right. And they're together, right? Yeah. Well, you got, yeah. So you've got Danny, who is really this, you know, he's the the main guy. And then you've yeah. got Ryan Evans, you got Horny Mike, you got Shannon Cow. Those are, uh, those are the main, those are the main four. And then they've had a host, you know, um, a number of other individuals, you know, that have been in and out of the show or, you know. And they're out in Vegas, aren't they? Yeah, they're in Vegas. So that's what I thought. next time I'll take you out to see them. You know, oh, yeah. Get a tour or something. So that how's that know. sound? <laughs> All right. I'm supposed to be on top of this. <laughs> so Gina, we are going to, we decided that when we do this, we want to end with three different questions. And uh, so I've got three questions for you. Okay. All right. And it's just, you know, there's no wrong answers, obviously, to these questions, but um, first question. Okay. What's, what's Gina Wood's dream bike? Wow. Mm, you know, and I, I, I've said for years and years, I'm going to get my um, pan that I've had for 30 years. I've had my pan for 30 years. Um, got two bad legs to prove it. Um, I think a knuckle. I want a knucklehead. Okay. <laughs> that's going to be my next, that's going to be my next bike, a knuckle. And then, um, you know, I'm just not, uh, I don't care if I, I, I want a newer bike just to go where I need to go fast, you know, and get there. Sure. And, um, but I, I don't really care if it has bells and whistles. I rode a panhead without radios and horns and even a, um, even a speedometer for <laughs> years and years. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a radio guy. I'm a, uh, you know, give me the, give me the sound of the engine and the wind I and know, that's all I need. Know. Yeah. I, I, I still like that. I still love that. I've got a radio on the, on the street line and i I don't turn it on as much as I probably should. Yeah, I've I've, I've literally been on bikes with the radios, and I've never turned them on. So I'm going to say knuckle. I was going to say knuckle. Uh, That's my next bike. Okay. I want a knuckle. So um, if you had a chance to ride with anybody, dead or alive, Mm. okay, who would you like to go ride with? Oh, Mario. Drats. Gosh, 
you know, just because I was always a thrill seeker, I'm going to probably say like evil can evil. But I would love to just go and do one of those just once, <laughs> maybe on the back. But, well, there you go. You no, know, I, I, I probably would have done that. Probably not in the last 10 years, but anything, uh, 40 and up or 40. I I don't know that I've ever seen anybody ever jump in with with the two people on a bike. I don't know either. You'd think the one person might fall off or something. I I know. That's that's kind of interesting, you know. I would budge myself on. (laughs) Hopefully we don't, you know, we might have somebody saying, we got to do that. That hasn't been done. I mean, maybe that starts something. (laughs) You can can do a small jump over one car. And if it hasn't been done, you just do a world record. Right. I mean, so, you know, there you go. We could be a Guinness world book of records just like that. So that's hilarious. I could see me doing it in the front, maybe just over like a, a, a ball or something. Absolutely. There you go. (laughs) World record. There you go. Yeah. So last question. You've, you've obviously had an opportunity to ride in a lot of places see some beautiful scenery. Gina, where's the one place in the world that you would like to go ride? So I was invited uh, in March of uh, 2019 to go to Nepal to do, uh, to be a um, reporter for a touring company. And we got closed down. So I think I would like to do Europe. Um, I know Nepal is not, but um, I rode a couple years ago in uh, Africa with one of the guys that uh, took me on the back and took me into town. And, oh, my God, these people in Africa are crazy. Um, in Dar es Salaam, if you're pulling up, I couldn't even look. We were going from the hotel to the airport. And I, I think I had my eyes closed all the whole time because the, <laughs> you know, the cab driver was going through these, uh, going through these intersections and these bikes are going like this and nobody stops. And I was like, ah, ah! I thought people were going to hit people and everything. I was freaking out and I couldn't look. But then um, when we were in Tanzania, this guy took me, um, one of the uh, resort guys and great, great, great guys. And they really love their motorcycles, but that's very average for them. And he took me into town, which was probably about, Oh, I don't know, maybe like 30 minutes away. So he's going over these ravines and through these mud. I'm sure I would have got stuck. I'm so glad I was on the back because uh, they, you know, they don't have any roads. They're just these paths. Uh, But um, I don't know. I think I'd like to go. um, I'd love to go back to Africa and ride um, on a tour with uh, Alex Jackson. And I'd love to do Nepal. I'd love to go riding anywhere, to tell you the truth. I well, that's 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 the ultimate right answer, you know, ride anywhere. But <laughs> I think we I think we all have, you know, some you know, we all uh have these ideas in our heads, you know, we combine a place that we want to see and experience with being able to ride it as is the utmost. Yeah. And you know, and I can tell you from experience riding Europe, you know, riding in Switzerland or Italy is a lot of fun. And I know when I was over in Italy, if you if you went riding, went riding on a Harley, and you go, you stop someplace, and you see a couple of bikes, and you might see a Moto Guzzi and a couple of different things like that, and you know, you come in on a Harley, you're instant hero. And, oh, I'm uh, sure. So that's that's a lot of fun. So, well, Gina, I, sure. I I really appreciate you coming on with us tonight. This has been a lot of fun, and you know, I'm wishing you know another 25 years. You know, however that has to take place, but you know what? I'd love to see it. Um, I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us and uh, maybe we can do some other things, you know, down the road. And for those of you, um, you know, Gina's Open Roads Radio, um, tell everybody what time, you know, they can find you and how to find you. Absolutely. So thank you. Um, So we're on Saturday mornings right now. We're just getting ready to change. Um, We're on Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. Uh, Central Daylight Time, and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we've got a couple other platforms that we're getting ready to get distributed through, uh, Sirius Radio, a Vegas station, um, another station here in Chicago, uh, and then we're going to look at Florida and Arizona. We've got to kind of hit uh, the major market industry um, 
stations. Um, I work with uh, the Home Slice Media guys every year that we go to uh, Sturgis. In fact, we have been the official um, uh, the official radio partner of uh, Sturgis in uh, for 2019, 2020, and 2021. So that was very exciting with Home Slice. And um, we're doing some stuff that we're going to change to um, Monday nights. So I think we're going to move over to Monday nights. Wonderful. Uh, just, just because we got people are so busy on Saturdays. We really want to give a peop, people a chance once they've done their weekend to kind of get the information for the next weekend or a recap. But, um, you know, I, who knows? I, I'm always changing. Okay. And uh, you're going to be in Daytona. So where can people find you there? We at JP Cycles will be right out the front door, and I'm emceeing a couple of shows there, one at the Bieber Bar, and that's going to be Revelation One Concepts, uh, Ride and Bike Show, and then the um, Destination Daytona under the Pavilion for the Women's Ride and Bike Show. Those are March 9th and March 10th, and uh, we'll be there, and I'll be at the Sons of Speed. Wonderful. So, everybody, Daytona, go out and see Gina, say hello, you know, and... Uh, you know, tell her uh, you saw her here on Knuckle Busters, or you know, obviously you you know you've seen her on her show with Open Roads <laughs> Radio. So, um, Mario, what a great! I love that you're doing this. This is fantastic. Well, thank you. That that means, believe me, that means a lot coming from you. This is something we just thought uh, we thought that uh, this was a space that you know we could do some good in. And uh, I'm telling you, Gina, thank you so much because a lot of the inspiration to do this came directly from you. And uh, if it wasn't for you, I don't think we'd be sitting here. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Mario. Can't wait to see you next. When will I see you next? Uh, I'm not going to be able to make Daytona. So probably be Mama Tried or Donnie Smith. Fantastic. I'll see you at Donnie Smith. Sounds good. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you.